Welcome. To Arcade Audio. And my name's Peyton Come on over Cause we're still waiting It's movie night And we're both gay It's hard to find A movie that way Lucky for you We found a few It's queer It's movie night Hi Welcome to Queer Movie Night. I'm Deb. And I'm Peyton. And welcome to season five. Wow. (laughs) The big five. The big five. Remember last season when I thought last season was our fifth season for like kind of a while (laughs) and even posted about it once and then you had to be like deb it's season four still five i feel like last season was really long or like we did a lot more episodes or something so yeah that yeah and also i don't know if it was last season or the season before but we took like i think it was last season we took like a big break so it probably was like that was the break between seasons Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I was so sure yeah. that I was right. Well, yeah. <laughs> season um, five, baby. Season five, honey, queen. Uh, can you believe? Can you believe? <laughs> can you believe? Um, I can't believe. I can't believe we've been doing this for this long, honestly. I know. But I, guess, I guess it does make sense because, like, when we're picking movies, we're like, um, what do I pick now? <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's like why we're doing like a lot of new <laughs> movies because we've covered so many. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is crazy and we're still here and we're still queer and we're still watching movies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All of those are true for me. <laughs> Definitely the three things I'm still doing. Being here, being imagine? queer and watching movies. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that's actually really sad but i was yeah. i was thinking <laughs> that's not sad no what i was thinking was sad i was like can you imagine if one of us like was one of those um ex, ex became one of those ex gay people and we were like actually i'm i can't do the podcast anymore because i'm no longer i've been rehabilitated and i'm no longer gay yeah who do you think <laughs> i mean i feel like the fingers are gonna be naturally pointed at me to be the one I don't to think maybe so. do that yeah, I don't think so. I think that. But I already too, got out of that. Yeah, and you're so you went through so much. I can't. I mean, I don't understand. The, <laughs> so it's <I> you. <laughs> so it's me, I guess. <laughs> Never really been that religious. Um, I, um, those situations are so sad. I can't really put my my head into what it's like to go through that. But I guess I can. Like, if if you don't if like in your situation you don't move away and you don't like have a distance from that influence, I guess I can Mm -hmm. see like, um, but yeah, with, with you, like you've been through so much. I don't see, I don't see you doing, doing that. Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. Having faith in me to not go back to having faith. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And the space is the most important part. I'm so glad I moved away from home. Yeah. Yeah. Got my distance because Lord knows I needed it. (laughs) Oops. I said the L word. (laughs) See? Uh, It's ingrained even when I don't want it to be. (laughs) Even though that was technically like using his name in vain well i don't know (laughs) this is actually kind of i wasn't this is kind of um ironic that we're talking about this with this movie with this movie i know because these are things there was like a whole religious aspect to to like well no i don't know if you saw it this way but like i watched it with like a religious lens yeah i'm interested to see to hear like your thoughts on it because so um for our listeners we're talking about knock at the cabin um which is a movie that just came out from m night Shyamalan. um m night m night um <laughs> <I'm> night. <laughs> <laughs> um and just to cover our bases we i will say um we'll probably uh discuss spoilers from the movie 
and um, potentially spoilers from the book since I read the book um, Cabin at the End of the World as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. I, I think that the the biblical connection was like a lot more explicit in the book, but it was definitely there in the movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, obviously, I think they mentioned in the movie one of the fathers was raised catholic or with the catholic church yeah so yeah and it's also a movie about the end of the world so there's all that naturally biblical end of the world imagery Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) definitely that's how i saw it (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah um so the basic premise of the film is that uh, we have this family of two fathers and their adopted daughter, Wen, um, who are on like a vacate, like a weekend staying at a um, cabin that's like sort of off the grid. Like they don't have any connection on their, like any connection on their phones. Um, and then their house is invaded by these four uh, seemingly random people who tell them that if that they have to make a decision or else the world is going to end. And the decision is that they have to decide to kill someone in their family or sacrifice someone in their family to stop the world from ending um, is the basic premise. Just spooky. Very spooky. Are you yeah. an M Night fan? I am. I act well. I haven't seen old yet, but I'm like what? A, I know, I know, and I heard it's really good. I need to watch it. <laughs> okay, where <laughs> so I guess you I'm not. I guess I'm not true your fan. sources from. Well, like, okay, I had oh, a blast watching like, old. Like old. No, I had a blast watching it, but the majority oh, hated it. Hated it. Oh. Yeah, first maybe it started get, with Elvis. Now. Yeah. Maybe I'm just thinking of you. Maybe you told me you liked it. And, I, and I'm like, I heard it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did it. someone else told me that they did not like it, but I think it was because it's it's also based on a comic book or something, and they changed the ending a lot from the comic book. Oh. Which, which with really? this movie, they, they actually did change it a lot from the book, too. So mm. um, people really hated old, and I think it's because they went into it. Thinking. One expecting full blown like one hundred percent horror, and I mean two, that's it's just the same old story with M Night Shyamalan. Like, you'll... well, that's what, yeah. <laughs> like, people need to stop going into M Night Shyamalan with like an expectation of what the movie is going to be. Like, thank you. That's you exactly to, what I was just going to say. You have to go in being like, I don't know what this is going to be, and I have to, be, and I'm going to be there for the ride. Yes, because it's yeah. M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Like, do we expect him to? <laughs> Do anything that's, like, mind-blowing. Here's the thing with M. Night. It's, like, if he does something mind-blowing, that's great. Like, it's awesome. And if he doesn't, then we're not going to think twice about it. He's just going to make another one in a couple years, and we're going to still, we're going to go see all of them. Mm -hmm. It's, like, he's very hit or miss, but I'm, I've always liked him. Yeah. And, um, old in particular, people hate it, but I thought it was so dumb and funny. Just I thought it was so funny. There were definitely some scary images. The, mm. the premise was freaky, and there were definitely some images that were like freaky as hell. Mm-hmm. But I laughed so much. And it, <laughs> me, if you watch that movie and honestly believe that M. Night didn't know what he was doing, yeah, like what are you, you're watching it not from the right perspective because yeah. I think he absolutely knew how dumb it was and leaned into it. Yeah. And I had a blast. If you watch it with the right goggles. Yeah. Yeah. Of like, this is dumb and fun. And I think M Knight knows that. Yeah. Then you're going to have a blast. Um, but I, my family loved his movies growing up. Um, Sixth Sense, obviously, which some may say is the goat of all M Knight movies. Um, and my family also loved Signs. And oh, yeah, I like signs personally, too. I love The Village, which that's also a divisive movie. Mm-hmm. But I love it. Um, yeah, I've always been a fan. And then people are like, but what about The Happening or Lady in the Water? They're all, they all can't be winners, okay? <laughs> they all can't be winners. I, I haven't rewatched Lady in the Water, but I actually do remember liking it when I first saw it. I think you were the only one. <laughs> Probably, you're yeah. 
Um, um, that was my uh, M. Night Shyamalan deep dive, but that was yeah. just not <laughs> necessary. But it was leading up to that I thought this this one was like right in the middle. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was bad, and I didn't think it was his most incredible film, but right, I thought right. it was certainly very good. Right. And um, way more of a serious tone and um like i feel like his intentions were more serious for the telling this story than right. for old right um yeah the village is the first one that i ever saw so i did like that really one, but over I the did, sixth sense i know i just well <sighs> i can't remember like when stuff came out but like when the sixth sense came out i know that i was still like we were averse. kids yeah i was still averse to like horror movies because like i saw child's play when i was four and then that really scarred me so i was like i'm not watching horror movies ever again yeah so i didn't so i didn't see the sixth sense until i was adult and unfortunately i already knew what the twist was because like everybody had been talking about it one of the most classic twists in all of film i know i know but um, I really lo- I think The Sixth Sense is probably out of the ones I've seen my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see Signs I think when it came out and I really liked it. Um, but I would have to revisit it. Um, some very scary moments in Signs. Yeah. If anyone yeah, yeah. remembers the scene that used to scare me and everyone else, um, was when the when Joaquin Phoenix is in the closet watching the footage on the news of the yeah. birthday party yeah and the alien, and the alien walks by, by. <laughs> oh. um what scared me was um because when i was because i have asthma and so when the kid like loses his oh inhaler, that's so scary yeah <laughs> okay that's actually so scary um for i've i've probably mentioned this before on the podcast but for as um as intense my my family is about their faith and mm-hmm. Being evangelicals, they my parents love horror, yeah, but yeah. not not like slasher horror. Like they yeah. love anything with ghosts, and they mm-hmm. love M Night. So I I watched The Sixth Sense when it came out. Yeah, I I for I always tell people there was a an Easter where we because <laughs> my family loves movies too, so yeah. DVDs were just like always a gift we would get yeah, yeah. for Easter. We would in our Easter baskets with all of our candy, we would each get a new DVD. Oh yeah, my and family did that too. Yeah. For one Easter I got the grudge. And <laughs> nice. it was the year the grudge came out. So <laughs> what year was that? I was probably 10 <laughs> maybe. Freaks. I still I wasn't to... allowed to watch or read Harry Potter, but they gave me the fucking <laughs> grudge on DVD when I was 10. What are these? What are that these is, fuckers that is playing at? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't watch I couldn't watch um Hercules. Okay. But oh, I was watching the Sixth Sense. I saw signs in like theaters. Gods. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um it's so funny, like the different like rules that different Christian families have. Like, and what they I feel pick, like some of them like, yeah, to... yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Um, no, I figured we'd talk about this a little bit because yeah. I was sort of like uh, squeamish in my seat in the theater for most yeah. of this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bringing me back to childhood. And I was like, I don't like what this is doing to me yeah. right now but yeah the um yeah i guess like do you just want to talk about like your experience in the theater and like well what did it, you think i've been i've been chatting a lot the last couple minutes what sure, did you yeah. like it did you um so i'll start by saying like when i first saw the trailer i was really intrigued because i was like oh wow it's like a scary movie about like a gay family which is really mm-hmm. cool um and at first i was like i don't know if i want to watch this because it's like two gay people being terrorized um and like being forced to like make this really really terrible decision um but um i the more that i think i think that i thought that from like the teaser trailer and then like when the longer trailer came out i was like okay this is kind of interesting like 
And like, it is such a big deal. Like I can't think of, we watched um, Rift, I think in our first season, which is like a, a Swedish or Norwegian horror that film. That fucking about, movie. Yeah, about a gay couple. And I think that they were supposed to make an American version of that, but I guess that never turned out or whatever, which is mm. fine because it could have been bad. So they're rarely um, good. Yeah. So I was excited because I can't think of like a wide release American horror film that focuses on queer people mm-hmm. in the center of it. Um, so that that's cool. Um, and then I read the book. The book has like a very, very different ending. Um, but in the author's opinion, it's like more optimistic than the ending of this one, which is interesting. <laughs> can you share what the ending of the book is? Yeah, if you don't mind me sharing. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. Um, so in the book, it's like halfway through the movie that it's like different. So in the book, when um uh, Jonathan Groff's character, or sorry, no, Ben Aldridge's character tries to make an escape and get the gun. Mm-hmm. He, um, there's like, there's fighting, and then like he returns to the cabin and he's fighting with, um, uh, what's the guy's name from Guardians of the Galaxy? Dave Bautista. Yeah, Dave Bautista's character, and they're like struggling over the gun and. Um, when accidentally gets shot and she oh. dies yeah <gasps> so it's like really dark um and so after that my happens, jaw's on the floor i know <laughs> so after that happens uh the the four horsemen or four people whatever are like we have to see like if that counted or not. Like we have to watch the news and see if that counted because like they didn't choose to kill when oh. like it was like an accident. Uh-huh. And then the, they watch the news and like, it still seems like the world is ending or whatever. Um, and, uh, and they're like, yeah, it didn't count. Um, and, and then like Jonathan Groff's character is like, why wouldn't it have counted like that? That's not fair, that type of thing. And like the, um, one of the women, I think it's the nurse character is like, is like, I'm going to help you guys escape because like, even if, even if I do believe this and I do believe it's then the world, I don't think it's fair that you have to choose. And I don't think it's fair that like your daughter's sacrifice doesn't count. Um, So she like helps them escape from Dave Bautista's character And then um, at the end, it's just like the two husbands and it's never confirmed in the book, whether it's true or not. I feel like in the movie, it's kind of confirmed that like it is the end of the world, but in the Mm -hmm. book, it's never confirmed. So like when the two husbands are trying to decide like who to kill, like they're sort of still not sure if it's real. And then, um, and then they're like, look, I can't, I can't kill you. I don't, I don't care if it's like the end of the world. Like I'm, I would rather be with you at the end of the world than, than have to sacrifice one of us. And so like they run off and like at the end of the book, it's never confirmed, like if it was actually the end of the world or not. But so like Mm. I was reading an interview with the author and he was like, he was like, while some people think it's darker that like the daughter died, I think it's like more optimistic because these two queer people are fighting against everything, everybody saying that they have to do this thing and like forcing them to make this horrible decision, but they're fighting against it and saying, even though everything is telling them like, this is how it has to be. They're saying it's not right that you're saying that. And like, we're going to, we're going to fight for what we have and not, and not just because everything is telling us it's wrong. So like, I, 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 I do think it's a stronger ending and um, I'm not necessarily saying I wanted the movie to end like that. Cause I'm definitely thankful that we didn't see when uh, die in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the weakest, one of the weakest parts of the movie for me is that they confirm that like 
it is the end of the world. I kind of would have liked it to have been a little more ambiguous Mm -hmm. um, because it kind of like, in my eyes, it kind of proves the intruders right. And I don't, I don't really like that part of it. And like, or, or that like, why, or, or it kind of like, it kind of like has this message of like, it's up to gay people to save everyone and it's like why should it be their responsibility to save like all these people that hate them and that's a good point and uh, yeah so it's it's interesting i i like the movie a lot and i'm really happy it's been made um i think it would have been one of my favorite scenes in the movie which is not in the book is the is that the family driving in the car and like singing along to the, the radio and i think that ending would have been really really strong because that like really tore me up actually at the end when the girl and the um the dad are in the car and the song mm-hmm. comes on the radio i think if it, they had left it ambiguous and they still had that moment like where they were in the car i think it would have been a lot stronger ending in my opinion hmm yeah okay but okay. i do i do think i do i think that that was kind of like a studio note or like a studio thing of like because they killed Jonathan Groff, they wanted it to seem like it wasn't a waste. So, yeah. which I which I understand, yeah. As a viewer, yeah, who like naturally, I mean, most most times you want it to have a, have a happy ending, just for right. you personally watching yeah. something. Yeah. So it, I. I I didn't mind that it ended with like a confirmation that it, it was right. Right. Uh, yeah. Because that did mean that Jonathan Groff's sacrifice was for good ultimately. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, and it it the the four people were like excluding Rupert Grint pretty mm-hmm. likable. Yeah. So yeah. there was there was something I liked about um knowing in the end that we that they were right. Yeah. And that they they genuinely didn't want to do what they were doing mm-hmm. to the family. They just like had no choice. Yeah. Um Yeah, but you make a lot of good points. I don't know. But I yeah. The whole time I was like I think this is real. Mm-hmm. I think it's happening. And then when they confirmed it, I was like that'll sit right with me. I think that yeah. sits with me. Yeah. Yeah. I um, yeah I I liked the movie and I I don't know how I would have felt if I hadn't read the book. It's interesting because like if you don't read the book, hmm. there's not a twist to the movie. Hmm. Because <laughs> there's not like a M Night Shyamalan twist because like yeah everything there's not anything that you're like oh I didn't see that coming. It's just sort of like it's real or it's not, which you're expecting to find out the answer to anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, also in the book, you never find out if, if Rupert Grint's character is actually that person that attacked him in the bar or not, which I don't mind. I wasn't sure about that. I was like, yeah, was that necessary? (laughs) I mean, like not the whole, like not the whole story about Mm. him being attacked in the bar. Just like, I get. I know. I, I obviously it was to throw the scent off for the audience to right. to you know to think maybe I, it's fake. I see yeah. why it was done, but I was like, mm, I was already like pretty convinced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By then, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm interested because you have a background of like being raised in like a faith based family like Mm -hmm. what someone who was not like what their experience in the movie is like if they believe it the whole time or or if they're not the whole time like if they're inclined to believe it one way or the other yeah um i saw it with my buddy and he 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 was like i didn't know either way it was fine (laughs) (laughs) whereas i'm sitting there rocking in my chair yeah yeah yeah. like the rapture the rapture (laughs) um uh it is it is interesting it is interesting watching Mm -hmm. it uh, because i on like on our way home after we seeing this movie uh, me and my buddy were talking about it and he just totally did not see it through the lens that i watched it through but it makes sense you know why would he 
Yeah. Um, personally, um, my dad, my whole life has been preaching more about the rapture and the end times more than anything else he's ever preached about. I've been hearing about it every Sunday since I came out of the womb until I stopped going to church, AKA moved to Chicago and got away. Um, it, it has scared the absolute fucking shit out of me my whole life. And I wish this is, this is a very honest thing for me to say. Um, and I, I feel stupid that I, that it is even going to come out of my mouth, but this is the the truth. It still freaks me out. And it's like, I don't know really, this is, this is deep for us usually. I'm just being pretty honest, I guess. Um, but I'm still not totally sure what I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't consider myself a Christian, but yeah. also I still <laughs> say a prayer every time I get in the car. Right. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. I have my, my moments where I still like um, out of habit, I guess, or I don't know if it just makes me feel better, even right. if I'm talking to no one to like still say my little prayers. So I feel a little extra safe. Yeah. Um, even if it's, you know, all in my head. But I just, I wish it didn't freak me out, but I was talking to my sister about it and we're all grown ass adults. You know, she's almost 40 and Mm -hmm. we're pretty similar. Like she's, she's walked away from quote unquote her faith or like my parents' version of what our faith should be. Um, Like she still has faith quote unquote, but you know, if to my parents, if you're not going to church every Sunday, Bible study, reading your Bible, you know, that's Mm -hmm. not, you don't have faith. Yeah. You're just nothing. Um, it, it, we, it still freaks her out too. Yeah. Like there's, I don't, I, I think it's just ingrained in me though. I don't know yeah. if it's because I believe in it or because it's just been it's the, the number one fear do. that yeah, has for, been instilled in me. Yeah. Seriously, more than like, like, I don't, honest, to be honest, I don't have like a lot of memories of like my dad ever preaching against like homosexuality in church. Mm-hmm. Like, do I know? <laughs> Do I know they don't support it? <laughs> yeah. Crystal. Crystal yeah. clear. But he it was never something he really focused on when yeah. he preached. Yeah. Um, for some reason, the only thing he has ever felt like that passionate about is the end times. He's mm-hmm. also a very passionate guy and a passionate preacher. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you can imagine what an evangelical minister is like, but it's I mean, a lot of yelling. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of yelling. He dude is a pretty laid back guy, except for when he steps on a church stage. Yeah. And then it's he has the energy of one thousand men. Mm-hmm. Um very intense. So to be hearing about the end times uh and it's being screamed at you by your own dad and you're in the front row for, you know. 31 years it's jarring and it'll do some damage <laughs> yeah it'll do some damage and it's just it's stuck with me and the stupid fucking movies listen they're not left like left behind did a did a number yeah. on people too i don't know if you yeah. ever watched it but that movie scared the shit out of people i i didn't watch it but i knew there was like a book series and there was like a young adult book series which was geared towards children what and my friend um my best friend should be illegal. Up, Shannon, who was Christian and she was not allowed to read Harry Potter or Twilight. She mm-hmm. had all the left behind books. And so like, I like sort of knew like it's our hunger games. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, so I knew of it, but I didn't read it or, or see the movie. Yeah. Just, Kirk, Kirk Cameron, right. Isn't mm-hmm. yeah. They made a million of them yeah. and it was just about the rapture and how it would. It, it, <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna tell a story, and this is real. <laughs> when I was still living in Ohio, I used everything to do until long... now has been a lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this yeah. the story is real though. <laughs> no, everything I've ever said is true. Uh, but this story, I'm prefacing that it's true because it's so stupid. You're gonna yeah, be like, yeah. "Why did you think this at the time?" <laughs> but I'm not exaggerating. I was. I used to do laundry for uh, a sleep study clinic. Mm-hmm. When I was in my early twenties, and I was in, I would just hang out in a laundromat for hours watching bed sheets. <laughs> that was my job. <laughs> and um, I went to the bathroom. I was in a laundromat. 
totally full of people. I went to the bathroom, pee, okay? So it was quick, just a quick pee. I walked out of the bathroom. Everyone in the laundromat was gone. And one of the washers, like when I first walked out of the bathroom, was open and there were clothes spilling out of it. And I, my heart went to my fucking feet and I thought, it happened. The end times happened. The rapture happened. Yeah. I thought that for about a whole, realistically, 40 seconds is probably what I thought. But that is a long time to think, oh, my God, he was right. Yeah. (laughs) He was fucking right. Um, This is coming off more sad than I'm meaning it to be. This is me telling the story so we can all make fun of me. Because (laughs) trust, when I went out and realized everyone was still I still don't know where everyone went, but I remember going home and telling Kayla and she was like, are you you for real right now? Um, (laughs) It is the most stupid thing I've ever heard. But uh, this was the story is is like a is just my example of how much damage this has done to me that I was like a full, fully grown. What was like 23 year old, 22 year old. um, Yeah. Out happy. Know who I am. And it still made me think, yeah, oh shit, I was left. Yeah. They were all right. Um, that was yeah. So now that you know all that, <laughs> watching this movie, I I know that they say they, they say it's the apocalypse, but like I think really what they were it was the end times based on yeah. like all of the things that are happening in the world, the earthquakes, the tsunamis, the plagues, whatever. Right, like right. That I think it was, it, they all but said it was the quote unquote end times yeah. or the rapture. Um, well, and, then, and, the, and the like four people, like they're obviously like the four horsemen yeah, of the apocalypse. Yeah. 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 And it, listen, I know it's a movie. I know that, but <laughs> I, it's not, a, I, I don't know if there's another movie that really has, that does this or that yeah. is similar. Um, and to be unnerved as a 31 year old in the theater watching an M night Shyamalan movie about the end times. Like mm-hmm. it almost made me mad that it, that it got to me so much. Right. I was like, how, 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 how am I still like letting myself be affected by stuff like this? But well, honestly, I, mean, I couldn't was, help it. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like genetic scientifically engineered to like get under your skin specifically because it's about a queer family unit being being forced to being confronted mm-hmm. by the end of the world and end times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, there's, there's already the layer of watching it and, and um, identifying with it because of what it's actually about. And yeah. then you add in the, the, the even thicker layer of that. It's about a queer family and they have to choose which one of them they have to kill. Yeah. To sacrifice themselves for the, for the rest of the world. Yeah. Like, I'm already freaked out about the one thing. And then the second yeah. thing is like, I'm imagining my, my wife and I. Yeah. They have to like, give up. They have to give up the one thing that, that, uh, that othered them that like, mm. that, that kept them apart from like everybody in their life. Mm. And like the that. one thing that they fought for. Yeah. Because it felt so inherent to them. And now they're, now they're being told that they have to give it up because f- for the sake of everyone else who was against them, mm-hmm. like all their life. Ooh, that fucks me up, Peyton. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, <laughs> I'm cool. Don't worry. <laughs> not, not tearing like up over book, here. <laughs> that's yeah. why I feel like the book is a little more optimistic because it's like, it's like, it never proves like the, the end of the world people. Right. Like, yeah. Or even that's if good. they are right, like, the queer couples like i don't care like it's not worth it's not worth giving up like what we fought for um yeah, for the record i would never yeah yeah exactly. i would literally never i would literally never yeah um i'm and that, like who wants everybody to, knows i aggressively I like, love my wife so yeah and i like <laughs> that in the book one of the one of the four people has to come to terms with like if this is real and if this is what god wants us to do like maybe god is wrong and i don't agree with it like i think that's a really interesting storytelling perspective and Mm -hmm. uh and a really interesting thing for like these characters who um like aren't really religious but like 
really believe in this end of the world thing. Um, and I feel like that was kind of a missed opportunity for the, for the movie. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, but there's so many things about this movie that I, re- I don't know if I'll be able to watch it again. I, I probably will watch it again at some point, but I won't. And I'm a movie rewatcher. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, but um, like the fact that it's being made at all, the fact that it, it was a wide release. Um, the fact that the two actors playing the parents are actually queer actors, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and like the performances were really good. I mean, uh, I think Dave Bautista was getting a lot of praise. Like he did a really great job. That's exactly yeah. the thing I was most excited to talk yeah. about. Yeah, I think he is phenomenal. Yeah. I he to like walking away from the movie all personal experience aside um he blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I thought he was absolutely sensational. And I love I love my my wrestlers turned actors. Everybody knows I love the rock. <laughs> Who doesn't like John Cena? But Dave Bautista I think acts them under a yeah. table. He yeah. is actually a wonderful actor. Yeah. And I he's only been famous for you know uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, pretty much. Right. Yeah, yeah. And like, I he was great in Glass Onion too. Mm-hmm. But like, to show this side where he was so vulnerable, and we should have the and whole time and like and yeah. conflicted. Like yeah. you on on paper, he's the guy that you're like, he's bad news. We hate him. He's mm-hmm. put. He's an intru- he's an intruder. He's putting this family in this position. Mm-hmm. He's a bad guy. You can't see him that way mm-hmm. because he's so believable as like this conflicted, sweet, like seemingly like aggressive on the outside man. Mm-hmm. But really, he's just like very conflicted and a really good person. Like, I think the opening scene with him and when when mm-hmm. he first walks up to her about with the grasshoppers or something. Yeah, yeah um, the grasshoppers is beautiful. Like, yeah. what if what an amazing first scene to mm-hmm. for you to introduce a character that that is that is technically the villain mm-hmm. the whole time i thought it was so good i i loved the way he approached the role i loved how soft he was mm-hmm. and like i don't know that's that's if uh, a lot of people after i saw it um were asking me like what i thought of the movie yeah and i the the gist is is like I liked it. Fucked me up for a day. Hit me in a different reason. It would probably or hit me in a different right. way. It probably hit most <laughs> others. But but like the reason to see, and I'm I'm so glad I saw it for the record. Like yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't have a horrible time. This is right. just like the stuff I've realized over the last few weeks after like mulling it over. Yeah. Um, um. He he to me was my favorite part. Like I I'm glad I saw it alone to see yeah. how good of an actor he actually is. Yeah. The acting across the board was great. Yeah. I was, was really so I, I was really impressed with Jonathan Groff. I mean, right? I haven't seen Mindhunter. Hunter. I've heard it's good, but I watched but like, the first couple of, my my movie buddy, one of my longtime close friends, mm-hmm. uh, is in the first episode of Mindhunter. Hunter. <gasps> That's crazy. Fun fact, the one That's I was so just talking about. <laughs> yeah, and he says <laughs> he's like homophobic and says bad stuff. And I always bring it Your up. Movie and say, friend? Hey. Oh no! Yeah. In the mo- in no, in in. Mean? Oh my god! Yeah, I'm like, yeah, my friend. He's a major homophobe. No, in the if anyone well, watched Mindhunter, love him. He's the one in the first episode of Mindhunter who like uses the f word oh, yeah, and like yeah. calls somebody that, yeah. and it's jarring. And I have been giving him shit for years. <laughs> he also so famously played uh, a guy named Pants. <laughs> who got his arm caught in some kegs on Chicago Fire. Oh and gosh. I always uh, hold that one against him, too. I don't think he <laughs> listens to this, but it's my, Shout my buddy. Out. My Shout, Shout out. out. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, Jonathan, I just, I like two days before saw not, seeing Knock at the Cabin, I watched mm. the Spring Awakening documentary. Oh, and I've I always liked Jonathan Groff, yeah. but the, the documentary made me love Jonathan yeah. Groff. And I watched it like right before I saw Knock at the Cabin. So I was glad yeah. about that. I think he's such a cutie and so yeah. impressive and talented. Yeah. I like, I, like I like him a lot. I just like, I've only seen him on Glee and like videos from of him performing musical theater. 
So like, yeah, well, I think I've seen like an episode or two of Looking, but I've never watched. Oh, did you see Hamilton, like the Disney Plus version? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen him perform musical theater. He's also a producer. He produced one of my favorite sitcoms of all time, Happy Endings. Fun fact. Oh, I didn't know that. Cult classic, um, only three seasons. I've and I guess he's Kristoff, but that's like animated. I like, yeah. I like think of him as like a musical theater actor. So I'd never seen and, him like really do like a serious role. Um, but I was like really impressed with him in this. Mm-hmm. And is it Ben Aldridge? He played. Yeah, what is he? I'm not, I, don't... I don't. I think he's like. I don't know what he's done before, but I think it's like TV stuff. But. I think he's a star and I hope he gets like more stuff after this. Yeah, he is very Oh, he was in Fleabag? When? I guess it's been a minute since I've seen He Fleabag. plays Arsehole Guy in Fleabag. I haven't watched Fleabag, so I don't know who that is. Oh, he's you also haven't in... watched Fleabag? No, I really want oh, to. It's never too late. I know, I know. I it's watch pretty it. amazing. Oh, he's also in Spoiler Alert, which I feel like we need to watch. Um, shout out to someone who invited oh. us to see who invited us to see an early showing of Spoiler Alert, and we were both busy. But I do want to see it. Um, yeah, it looks like he's done a lot of TV stuff, though. Um. I also know spoiler alert is going to wreck me because I, you know, it has that's why I've avoided it. watching it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I know it's going to end. How yeah. it's going to end? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's hard to want to watch something. I know. Yeah, but like, and like, no offense to him. But like, I don't have any feelings about Jim Parsons. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> kind of a cast bitch. I'm not interested. At, so much i don't know yeah yeah but i'm yeah. definitely more interested in seeing it now that i've seen ben in this yeah. um yeah the the child actress amazing job amazing yeah 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 so good i actually um, really liked the whole cast i yeah. liked i liked the um i like the, the other yeah, two I, women too yeah i loved the women i thought they were mm-hmm. really really good um uh Ron Weasley, what's his name? Rupert Grant. Rupert he did a great Grant. job mm-hmm. for the little bit he was on. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was going to say something else, but I just blanked. Um, yeah, I would say my favorite part of this movie was the scenes that we didn't get to see in the book, which was like them adopting when, like, mm-hmm. them like just all their happy moments i just i i thought that that was nice because like in the book obviously you get their inner monologue and everything so that like helps you to understand like what they're losing i liked that in the movie you got to see like their life before this trauma Mm -hmm. like glimpses of it so that you understood what they were giving up um yeah yeah so that was nice yeah Um, i'm i just had a thought about something uh, <laughs> sorry you can no you're this. good <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> damn it it was when you were talking i had a thought about it about maybe the flashback scenes i don't know whatever i'll think of it later yeah um I don't know if I can if I have anything else to say about this movie. Hmm. That might be it for me too. Also, <laughs> they were listening when 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 like runs into the house. This is totally a side note. Yeah. Uh to be like, there's scary people at our door. Yeah. <laughs> uh they were listening to one of my favorite artists who is like rarely played in things. Um, her name's Emily King. I don't know if any if anyone is an Emily King fan or doesn't know her, look her up. She's great. The best vibes. Um, Kayla and I listened to her. We I made a playlist called Good Morning King during mm. lockdown uh, in 2020. And it was Carol King and Emily King. And that was oh, our cute. morning playlist. Oh, yeah. that's really cute. Um, they were listening to one of her songs. Oh, I have, I'll have to look that up. I didn't. I definitely don't know her, so I didn't catch it. But that's awesome. Yeah, like none of this is actually. The... <laughs> Somebody say I didn't even need to say that. 
<laughs> but I said it anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel so tapped I just, on this one. I feel I tapped. Know, I, I feel know. it's emotionally draining. It's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, rate the rate the movie. Um, so we usually rate on two scales. One being the Vita Russo test, which is a media metric uh, for um, evaluating queer representation in film. It follows three rules. One that the film includes queer identifiable people, which this one does. Two, that the queer uh, characters have traits other than being queer, which this one I would say does. And three, that removing the queer people from this film would change the plot significantly. And it does. I would say this passes with flying colors. It's mm-hmm. obvious that this film is all about this family and um, and their choices and, and how it affects this entire world. Yeah. Um. And then, oh, I forgot we do like. Oh, okay. We have to decide six things. Yes, we're gonna this. rate it one through six. Should we uh, do grasshoppers? I guess or grasshoppers. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, I'm gonna give it. Yeah, go ahead. Or do you know? Uh, no, mm-hmm. I don't know. So go ahead. <laughs> my instinct, my gut instinct, is to give it a three, but I think it maybe deserves a four. Really? Yeah. But I'm going to give it a three with um, everything, with everything accounted for as right. a, for, for me. I'm going to yeah. give it a three. I'll never watch it again. <laughs> um, and it wasn't my favorite M. Night. Right. However, I thought it was very good. Yeah. And I thought the acting was stellar. And you know what? If it. If it really did this good of a job of like kind of messing me up, obviously it was done. Yeah, <laughs> done well. well. Yeah, so I gotta give it props for that because if it were like cheesy or didn't work, it wouldn't have had as much of an right. impact on me. But it was like so believable for me. Yeah. I don't know, but that's a subjective opinion. I mean, maybe other people don't feel that way. Yeah. Oh, there was one scene I forgot to bring up. Oh, bring um, it up the scene when light comes in when the first when rupert grant first goes to kill himself oh, right, right. and they say oh and john i saw something yeah. i saw something in the on the wall or in the window or in the mirror mm-hmm. in the, um yeah, did you picture. go and look in back there. up because i afterwards my buddy was like i thought i saw something i saw i thought i it was just like that the light changes the yeah. sun like the light streaming into the window changes <laughs> went back on twitter after the movie there is absolutely a figure <gasps> you got did, did you look, look it up? up i'm looking it up now you have to i'm gonna look at uh what did i how did i word it uh knock at <laughs> the cabin here in mirror photos <laughs> does everybody like this <laughs> us looking it up yeah i want to see a picture knock at the cabin this article is just telling like theories on what it is, but I want to see a picture of it. Damn it. I, I saw it. Oh, this one like circles it, but it still looks like kind of vague. Oh, found it. Found it. Okay. On Twitter, it says. Can you like send me the link? Yes. Instead of me just. Showing it to me over the Zoom Showing it to you over the Zoom (laughs) Okay, spooky. I'm sending it to you right now. That's spooky. If you look above Robert or Robert Rupert Grint's head mm-hmm. between the door and the curtain. And that's what Jonathan Groff is like. <gasps> oh my I god, there it is. There it is. It's really obvious. It's Isn't like that the crazy? Grim Reaper. Yeah. It almost, and, I, I'm almost like, did someone add this afterwards? <laughs> No, it it's real really because, obvious, because when it's I talked like to a really short frame in the movie, it had to be really short. And I, I remember talking to people. I was talking to a coworker about it after I saw it and, and she saw it mm-hmm. in the moment. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> they were wild for this shot and knock of the cabin. Like, I'm obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it because like, I feel like you could watch it and be frustrated with either like one with one of the two men because one of them yeah. was so sure that it wasn't true. And the other one was starting to believe it was true yeah. because he saw the figure. And I like pretty much the whole time I kind of just like sided with Jonathan Groff. I was like, yeah. I feel like this is true. And I didn't even see that figure. Yeah. I know. It's kind of nice to have it like confirmed too yeah. that like 
he did see something. Yeah. Maybe he was the right person to sacrifice himself. I don't know. Okay, sorry. That was right in the last second, but I'm still going to give it um, a three. <laughs> Maybe I'll go 3.5, cut the difference. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. nice. Yeah, I'm really conflicted because like, I feel like the portrayal of queer people in this is really good. I'm really happy that they cast queer actors. I don't think that they played into any negative stereotypes. Um but I do feel like the meaning of the book is, I, I wish I'd seen it without like reading the book kind of, but like, yeah. I feel like the meaning of the book is like more positive. And also I feel like, I don't know, to me, it kind of reads as like the queer people had to save everybody. And I don't like that. But yeah, That's um, a really good point. Oh, I remember the thing that I couldn't remember a few oh, minutes yeah. ago. They never kissed, and I and I heard, and that was kind of a thing people talked about. Oh, like it was odd that yeah. they didn't kiss right before Jonathan Groff dies. Yeah, that is. Um, weird. I don't I think, don't I think it that. was like a wide release movie reason. I don't think yeah. it was like anything like that. But I do think it was certainly a choice. Yeah. Um, but I don't really understand why. Yeah, I don't think it I feel like if they were away. straight people, they would have kissed at some. Yeah, point they would have. So yeah. that that's another ding for me because yeah. it, it's like. That's so Even fair. if it was intentional, really, yeah. like it just looks like you in 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 a major motion picture that's like being, yeah. um, you know, I don't know, just kind of bothers me. Yeah. But I think I'm gonna give it a four for that reason. And um, yeah, good job, M Night. Um, thanks for <laughs> good job, M Night. Good, good job, M. Night. Um, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, you can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow Queer Movie Night on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And me, Deborah D. Bag, on Instagram, and Deborah Duncan on Twitter. And stay tuned for another episode in uh, in a couple weeks. We're going to do something much more uh, optimistic. And yeah, fun. I was like, wow, we chose like <laughs> dark, heavy stuff for our first episode for like a season premiere. I'm like, do you guys want to hear about my religious trauma? <laughs> Happy season. Well, I, I just thought like this movie just came out, so I was like. No, 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 it was good. I just did not account for this. Apologize to our (laughs) listeners. (laughs) We'll be back with our normal (laughs) normal antics soon, okay? (laughs) All right. Uh, Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.